Yeah, they just keep coming up with stuff. Amen. Yeah, they keep coming up with this. All right. Um, let's, let's do our confession. We'll get the money at the end. Hallelujah. All right, here we go. Uh, Father, we thank you in advance that I am always changed by my time spent in worship and in the Word. I am a believer and not a doubter. Therefore, all things are possible for me. I recognize that it is not by my might nor by my power, but by your Spirit. Working, working mightily in me, mightily in me which, I overcome, which I overcome any adversity, any adversity I, may I may face on our journey I am not afraid, not afraid of what sickness can do to me, do because, to me. By your stripes, because by your stripes I am healed, I am healed. I'm, not I'm not afraid of financial lack, financial lack. because all of my needs are met according to your riches and glory Therefore, I live out of your pockets and not mine. And I cannot be overcome by depression because you have gifted me with your peace that passes all understanding and you won't take it back. The Bible says, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. A thousand shall fall on my side and ten thousand in my right hand but it will not come near me. There shall no evil befall me. Neither shall any plague come near my dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways. I am an overcomer because you overcame and I cannot be, cannot be stopped and I won't be stopped. I love you Lord because you're a great great father, you're a father to the fatherless and no one has to go fatherless in Jesus name, amen. Alright so we've gotten some back. And we have some gone. Right? But we're going to make it through. Yeah, and right, we're going to make it through. There's just crazy times that, that are going on. Uh, and praise the Lord, like I said, we got some back and we got some out. And so, listen, I've talked to some people, uh, talking to some of the leaders, it's just what it is right now. We make adjustments and do what we got to do. All right? Uh, so we continue to pray for everybody, but it's good to see the Castro's back, right? Survivors! Oh, we made it. Back in here, I told you, we ain't going to lose nobody. Might have, to, might have to quarantine yourself for a while, but everybody going to, we, we ain't losing not a one in this camp. Not one. We're not losing one. Uh, I want to remind you of some people that may be new. Uh, that when you say, what do we just do? Well, we, we confess, we speak the word of God, we agree with what God said, amen? Then you say, well, you know, one of the scriptures that we confess, or one of the things it says in the Bible, there shall no plague come near my dwelling. 
And I've taught you before, again, that your confession is also a strategy. It's primarily a strategy. You're speaking forth the word of God. You're declaring what you need to happen. The Bible says for us to call those things that be not as though they were. Right? So what are we doing? We're calling it from a place to where it, it actually exists into a place where we need it to exist. Right? Right? It's already been established by God, but we need it to exist in our life. So we call or we summons the thing that, is, that we're not seeing, that we're not receiving, that we don't have. We call that into our present. And one of the issues for us is that we, we, we continue to forget, man, that we are not just flesh beings, but we're spirit beings. And shame on the church for forgetting that. Shame on the body of Christ for forgetting that we spirit beings. Come on, come on. Right? What, what did you get saved for if, you, if the flesh could do it all? Why, why do you get saved? If we didn't, if we didn't need the, the spiritual impact of Jesus Christ on our life, why did we even get saved in the first place? And so it don't matter. The world don't know. The world don't understand. But we know, we understand that we serve Jesus Christ, which is the name above every name. And he told us, he said, in this world you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I overcome the world. And so one thing I want you to understand is that I'm not a, some kind of con man. I don't stand up here and say this stuff on Sunday and then turn around the rest of the week and live different than what I talk about on Sunday. My pitch don't change, my confidence, but I'm talking to you just like I talk to somebody else. Yes. It don't switch for me. I, I'm not going to teach you something that I do not believe. I'm not going to get up here and preach stuff that I don't believe. I don't have no extra girlfriends. Amen. I don't have no extra boyfriends. Amen. Right? Now, some get up here and they're going to say stuff and they look at that. It ain't what it is. They just running game. No. If I'm a, whatever I'm going to teach you about trusting God, I'm going to teach you about what, you know, anything spiritual, man, I'm living in my life. Yes, sir. This ain't no game for me. Hmm. Games can be played other places. Right? This ain't a place for no games. Right. So and I'm, and I'm going to tell you what the Bible say. Now, I was I was I had my stuff ready. I was talking about this morning. I'm still going to talk about it. But the Lord sent me. He added some things to it. And one of the things he said, talked to me about was mentally backsliding, mm, yep. mentally backsliding to hear the word in the church and leave and go right back to what you're used to. You hear the word of God in the church and you leave and go right back to what you're used to. You learn. And what are we learning right now? We we we. God has spoke to our church and our surrounding circle and say that we are, he's elevating us in this season. Increasing us in this season because of the destiny of the church as a whole. If, if, if God's going to make the church greater, he's going to give the church greater influence. He has to give the people in the church greater influence. If our, if our finances are going to come up, then your finances have to come up. Right? Understand that your finances got to come up. So why? If we've, been, we've been talking about this for a few weeks now. So why are we going to leave out of here and go back to that same old mindset? That same mindset of fear, doubt, unbelief. And I can tell you how I know your mindset can switch because of what come out of your mouth. Yes. The same way when you go to the doctor, they, when they want to assess what they used to, they don't really do it no more. But the primary way they're going to assess what's going on, the doctor tell you, stick out your tongue. The Bible says, so as a man thinks in his heart, uh, so as he says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Amen. I can tell right where you at by what, where your conversation at. Yes. And so again, what do we say? We have to understand our words are important. Amen. We have to understand what we say is important. 
We don't just go around saying every and anything because we are creative beings and the primary tool for creative creating that humans have is their mouth. You can say I don't believe it, but look at your crap right now. Look at your life right now. And you tell me that if your life is in shambles, you or the people around you ain't been calling forth them shambles for a long time. If you're seeing victory, then you've been putting some time in calling for victory. But the Bible says you shall have what you say. They say, I didn't come up with this. It's in the book. Right? So you're going to have what come out of your mouth. The Bible says the tongue is like the rudder of a ship. It says that that, that rudder, even though it's small, it'll cause a big ship to turn and to change. The same way it is with your mouth. Your mouth going to guide you and lead you and everybody in your house in a direction. Whether you want to go in it or you don't want to go in it, that's the way you're going to go according to what comes out of your mouth. You call your kids sorry. You tell your people they ain't going to be nothing. You call your spouse this. You call your spouse that. They're going to be what you call them. Because faith comes by continual hearing. People going to eventually start to believe what they hear. So we, you know, we, we don't back, this is not a fake church right here, man. We could be fake and pack the place out. Now nah, we grind because we want to build up people. We could be fake and have all kinds of people coming through here for the programs. And excite. My church is so excited. We don't really believe much. The pandemic, we, we, we all scared and terrified. And ain't nobody going to make it. Ain't nobody going to live from it. We could do that. We could have a bunch of people up in here talking about how they can't pay their bills and don't know what to do about it and just be stuck in that spot. But we don't have that. We have people overcoming situations and circumstances. Because Jesus said, in this world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I've overcome. We serve a God who overcomes and has given us his spirit of overcoming. We're not going back. Don't come in here and play with me. You know what I believe, you know what I teach? I don't come in here talking fear, doubt, unbelief with me. I hear it every time I hear it. Come on, Jim, I hear it. We're not doing that. We're going forward. God invested too much into you. Yes. Too much into you. Amen. Uh, go, turn to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. We're going to identify some things. And sometimes you just got to rehearse. You know, everybody want to get in the game and put the, the cool thing about the game is you put the jerseys on, you're out there on the field or you're on the court, right? And fan people in the stands and you're jumping up and down and it's game day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it don't make no sense for you to be all hyped for game day if you ain't wearing no plays, you ain't done no rehearsing. You finna get out there and get embarrassed and get yourself a 40 piece. What I mean by a 40 piece, 40 to zero and you on that zero side. But you got your, your uniform on, getting that 40 piece handed to you. So that's why we practice. Because we run plays, because we don't want to get drove by 40. We don't want to look at the clock at halftime and say, man, we down by 40. It could be basketball, it could be football. But you still got the uniform on. You look good, but you're getting drove by 40. And all the team morale is out the window because you didn't show up ready to play. Amen. And in life, you got to show up ready to play. You run around here not ready to play, and you, you want, but you want to put the uniform on. And that's the way most folks is at church. They show up in a uniform. You look real spiritual, and you look like you got something working, but ain't nothing popping. 
but your but your mouth and you front ain't nothing happening. Now, nah, man, it's now nah, you got to have something in here. He made too big of an investment in you. So today we're fixing a practice. You're fixing a practice. Let's get over that. Mark chapter four. If you don't want to practice, it's like the scriptures say, everybody always hunting some new revelation. Now, why you want something new? You ain't got the old one. You ain't got the old revelation. You want something new. What you want something new for? You don't even understand that. It's like going to school and say, teach me how to write uh, 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 letters and stuff like that and reports. You don't even know your ABCs. Why are we, we going to move over there? You can't put no words together. Not that put no sentences. Can't put no paragraphs. You can't. No, let's go back to A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Come on, with me. Yeah, somebody with me. Yeah, man, we got. You got, man. You got to want to practice. What do we? What do we learn? Repetition, easy pleasure, often habit. Whatever I do, repetitiously is going to become easy. It's going to begin to become a pleasure. I mean, I like doing it. Whatever I like to do, I'm going to do that often. And that's how I establish a habit. That's right. Trusting God can become a habit. Amen. If you consistently read your word, you consistently get in the presence of God, and you consistently say what he says, faith will come. You don't have to work it up. You don't have to twist nobody's arm. You don't have to beg God, give me faith. He said, no, I told you how to get it. But you don't know how to get it because you don't trust even the, the very basic thing. And the Bible says what? It says, it says that, that it's impossible to please God without faith. It's impossible. So we, go, we have to get that to a place where we understand who he is and who we are in him. Amen. People used to say in the streets, they say, man, if you're scared, go to church. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't scared. I ain't never been scared, yet I'm in church. Amen. This ain't the place for no cowards. Yeah. Because it's the place where you find out. Really, the joker say, well, hey, listen. I, I done seen many of jokers that run around packing pistols scared to death of this COVID-19. Pistols, I'm a killer. And my, I wipe my pants under down here. Man, don't, don't, don't get close to me. Don't touch me. Come on, man. But there got to be something in there. You got to have some gas in the tank, man. That's practice. Let's start in verse. Uh, we're not going to go to the uh, beginning because I got I got quite a ways I want to try to get to, and maybe we don't we don't get that. We'll stop wherever we feel like we the gas start coming out the side of the car. We'll stop. Verse thirteen. Verse thirteen. He he first had told them parables or he gave them some examples. Then in verse thirteen, he starts to explain what he. What he, what he meant by what he was saying. Make it clear to them. So we're just going to go to the clear part. We're not going to go to the stories. Verse 13, he says, And he said to them, Do you not discern and understand this parable? How then uh, is it possible for you to discern and understand all parables? The sower so is the word. Right? So he's talking about somebody planting seed. He's, he's making an example of the word being seed. Verse uh, 15, he says, The ones along the path are those that where the word is sown in their hearts, but when they hear, Satan comes immediately. Satan comes at once by force and takes away the message that's sown in their heart. So he says the word gets sown in your heart. But one way that it gets messed up and turned around is that the devil comes immediately. He don't, he don't give you no time. Ain't no, no grace period time. I'm about it right now. I want it now. I'm not going to let you get it because what do we say? 
the Bible says, I mean, uh, the Bible says in Mark chapter 13, towards the end, he says that once the, the mustard seed is one of the smallest seeds, but once it's sown in the earth, it grows up and it becomes a great sized tree. Right? And what do we say? That birds eat seeds, they don't eat trees. So Satan got to get it in seed form because once you get a tree, become a tree, the only thing he can do is land on you and mess with you. He got to get it while it's a seed. That's why he come right now. That's why he comes immediately. He want to take it now. Right? So you have to be on guard with it. Says these are the ones that are along the path who those where the word has been sown in their hearts and when they hear Satan comes at once uh, and by force takes away the message that was sown in them. Verse 16, and the same way the ones sown on stony ground are those, now he gives example, are those who when they hear the word at once they accept it with great with joy and then they have no root in themselves. And we're guilty of that in the church. We croak about it while we're hearing it, but once you hit that door, it wasn't no good no more. It's an expiration date. Yeah. Expiration time period. As soon as you hit that door, ain't about no trusting. Your confession jump back to the same way you start talking the same stuff your people talking. There ain't no confidence in God whatsoever. Whatever. No, no, no. It ain't about receiving it with joy and gladness. It's about receiving it and getting it to take root yeah. so you can bear some fruit. Amen? Amen? This is why we continue to go back. This is why we continue to go back. I don't know. Listen, I'm going to tell you, I done been around some preachers, man. I done been around some preachers, and these preachers, they just want to hear they self-talk. Right? Matter of fact, a lot of them don't want even give me credit for being no preacher. Right? But that's cool. I don't want to be y'all. Right? Didn't, didn't, didn't show up down here, didn't go to school because I wanted to be y'all. Don't want to be y'all. Most of y'all don't want to be y'all. I want to be who God made me, the one who God saved from the penitentiary. Yes. I want to be the one that God gave me my family back. I want to be the one that God has blessed and continues to bless and taught me how to live by faith and show me that I can change stuff in my life. I don't just need to be somebody bumping. I don't need to be that dude. Don't want to be that dude. Don't want to be him. And so understand something that you have to get to the place where you know that, hey, listen, this word can change your life. And looking like a Christian ain't going to change you. Bumper stickers ain't going to change you And talking church talk ain't going to change you yeah. right. No, it ain't going to do it Verse 16 And the same way The ones sown upon stony ground are those who When they hear the word they receive it and accept it with joy Verse 17 And have no real root within themselves This ain't me messing with y'all, this is the Bible And so they endure before a little while That means I'm rolling I'm talking faith talk I'm doing the church thing for a minute but as soon as it starts getting tough, what happens when it starts getting tough? Then when the trouble or persecution arise on account of the word. Listen, the trouble and the persecution don't come for you. The trouble and the persecution come for the word. Trouble and persecution know they got you. If I can separate you from the word, you no match for me. I got to get the word from you. If I take the word from you, you ain't nothing for me. We no match for the devil without the word. So that's what he wants. If I can come get the promise, if I can come get the belief that, that, that uh, uh, whatever Jesus is, if I can come get the belief away from you that Jesus is a healer, I can kill you with sickness. If I can come take away the belief that the Lord will not uh, uh, meet your financial needs, I can keep you broken. I can make you depressed. He wants the seed. He wants the promises. He knows if he separates you from the promises, he can take you out. This is the promise that this is the problem that we have with the world. The separation yeah. from the word. Yeah. 
That's why people continue to fall victim. And you and even me, anybody, no matter who you are, you get separated from the word, you fall in victim. Separate me from the word, I'm back out there again. Going away from Pastor Lord, I'm back in the club. Right? Back out there in the streets. What it do? Yeah, let's get it. I'm, I'm back again. Only thing that keep me is him and the word. And I'm 30 years deep in the thing. But I have, I have enough sense by the grace of God, not because I'm smart, by the grace of God to know that's the only thing that keep me. Wasn't nothing good in me when he found me. The only thing good about me is the him in me right now. Right? And I told you, what did I say? What did I say? Humility going up. As God e elevates, you got to stay humble. Right. You got to know who he is. Amen? amen. amen? Yes, sir. So he says, uh, then when trouble or persecution arise on account of the word, immediately they are offended. That word offended means trapped. They become displeased, indignant, and resentful, and they stumble and they fall away. This don't work. Because it ain't took no root. You got to give it some time. You got to stay with it. Right? Thank God the farmers don't say that about the vegetables that we buy in H-E-B and Walmart. Oh, this ain't working. I'm going to stop watering this stuff. <laughs> I'm going to stop watering it. Ezra, I'm, I ain't watering this no more. I ain't through watering it. I done watered it two days and ain't come up. I'm out of here. Thank God they don't do that. We wouldn't have no salads, no tomatoes, no none of that. Fat Floyds would be in trouble. Verse uh, 18, and the ones sown among thorns, now watch this, now here we go, sown among thorns are others who hear the word, so in every case, they didn't heard the word. Every case they heard the word, but their response to the hearing of the word is the problem, because the Bible says that the seed of the word is incorruptible. It ain't going to never be the problem from the seed, it's never going to be the word, it's going to be the reception of the word, right? So he says, uh, and the ones sown among thorns are those who hear the word, then the cares and the anxieties of the world and the distractions of the age, that means stuff that's going on around them, uh -huh. and the pleasure and the delight and the false glamour and deceitfulness of riches and craving and passionate desire for other things creep in and choke and suffocate the word yeah. and it becomes fruitless. Right? So everything going on around you, people bumping, you being greedy, Right? Putting stuff in front of God. Because we we've always said that. We seek first the kingdom of God. He said, I don't mind you having the things. Matter of fact, I'll add the things. Right, right. I want to add the things, but you can't put the things in front of me. Right. Greed is putting the things in front of God. Yes. The right standing way that God wants, you to, wants to bless you is that he's first. That means anything you holding, can I, when he say, can I get that? Right. You can get it. Greed is, I don't think about God. Matter of fact, I used to come to church all the time. Now I'm so blessed that I can't contain it. I'm so blessed I got to get away. Headed down to Galveston on Sunday with my shining new car on the seawall, shining that thing up. <laughs> right? We ain't going to church today. We ain't going to church today. I got so much money in my pocket, and they got the, the Black Friday specials on Sunday. <laughs> Black Friday specials on Sunday. I'm going Sunday morning, hit them Black Fridays, be give them. But Sunday morning, what time? You got the blowouts? What time the blowout happen? Doorbuster blowout. <laughs> <laughs> door blowout. What time the doorbuster blowouts happen? 
Now tell me about 10.45. Ooh. 10.45, 11 o'clock. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, ooh. That's church. But I'm holding. And he said he blessed me. <laughs> he said he blessed me. We got to we'll skip church. We'll hit him next week. Come home with three TVs. Replace the three TVs we got last year. Somebody posted a thing on, on Facebook that said, uh, in an, uh, another, another Black Friday TV? What happened to the one you got last year? Yeah. Right? <laughs> all right, let's keep going. We got a long way to go. We got to stop all that laughing. All right, it says, and those sown on good, well adapted soil are the ones who hear the word and receive it and accept it and welcome it and bear fruit some 30 times as much as sown, some 60 as much and some even a hundred as much, right? And so, uh, th so that third ground is you got to take that word and you got to med meditate on it. I don't just come here and hear it, and this, that's the way I grew up. I grew up, you go to church and you say, hey man, you know, boom, 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 you know, that type of stuff, and then you leave and you really don't, you don't really go back over this stuff right here, you just go back into defeat, you go back into sickness, and you go back into depression, you go back into fighting, you go back into smoking, you go back into drinking, and then you come back next week and you hear it and you say amen again. Yeah. That's why I didn't really have a whole bunch of confidence in church. I, re I had a somewhat of a relationship with God, a little bit of one. And I knew God wasn't rolling like them folks in my church. And it's a whole lot of people that, that that's the witness they got against the people of God. Is that we don't act a whole lot like Jesus. Oh. And we can't do that. If we, want people to, to, if we want people to believe in God, they got to look at his work. Mm -hmm. We his work. Right? His work got to, got to look like something. It ain't his fault because you don't want to do right. Uh, let's move on. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to, am I going here? That would take me a long way to get over there, and, and I don't want to go along. I know I do, but I, I'm, I'm, the gas tank going to start coming over. Let me see. We're going to do that one next week. I'm finna walk. Keep up with me, man. The children of Israel, God, we, we had done a, a, right before March, before February, we, we went in this series about uh, deliverance. What do we call it, PB? What was it called? We were looking at Exodus and looking at that whole deliverance process. We was looking at that, and one of the places that we got to in the, in the process, the deliverance process was that we saw, and I can't remember the exact scripture, but it, was, it, it, it hit all of us. It hit all of us in the chest and hit us in the head, and it, it just, whoa, for everybody. And in the, in the scripture, we know in context of what happened, we know it, but it was specific scripture where it just, boom. And the Bible says that because of the effect of the slavery on the children of Israel, they couldn't accept that God wanted to do something better for them. It said that they had been that used to being in slavery that when God said, I'm going to take you from here into this other place, it said because of the, the impact of slavery on their mind, they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't make the adjustment. And as it pertains to God and as it pertains to his word, and again, we, talk, we started I was talking about mentally backsliding. 
There has to be that Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, renewing of the mind. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. It's got to be the renewing of the mind because, listen, if you, when you surrender yourself to God, your mind only brought you so far and it couldn't get the job done. Right. You, you couldn't do it. And so if you're going to live the way that the Lord wants you to live, there has to be that surrender to his thoughts. He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways. In Jeremiah chapter 29, in Jeremiah chapter 29, we won't read through it, but he, he writes this letter, uh, he sends a letter by the hand of the, from the prophet to the, to the people that, that were exiled. And he said, listen, he said, I know the plans that I have for you. Everybody hear me? Everybody familiar with that scripture? He says, I know the plans that I have for you. I have plans to prosper you. Yeah. Plans of hope and a future. Right? So he sends a letter. But uh, the leadership or some of the people, that their priests over there in that time, they came back and they called Jeremiah a lunatic or something to that degree. They said Jeremiah was crazy. Right? They said, Jeremiah, he, he don't got it right. God don't want to bless you. He ain't going to do that. Right. So the Lord says, look, he said, he said, don't listen to that boy. He said, I told you what my plan is for you. And he, you don't let him steal the plan that I have for you with his words. Yeah. What he talking about. Don't 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 let him cause you to mentally backslide. I'm telling you yeah. what my intention is for you. Yes. Don't let him take away what I have intended with you for you with his words. That's one thing. People will try, when they don't understand what you understand, they ain't heard what you heard, they're going to throw their opinion in there for you. You start saying, by his stripes I'm healed, they start telling you, look here, but you're still coughing and you still got a fever. Yeah. But see, what you don't understand because you, you haven't been in class <laughs> is that I'm working strategy. Yes. I can see my cough, I see my temperature, but I'm calling myself here. I'm saying healing come. Why do I keep on need to call sickness when I already got that? Yeah. I got that. You see the temperature. You see the snot. I got that. I don't need to call. I don't need to keep telling everybody, keep telling myself I'm sick. I see it. I'm saying by his stripes I'm healed. Yes. It's a strategy. You know, I'm not lying. Man of God said this one time. He said uh, when he first started learning about this, he's just passed on now. Charles Capps, great man of God. And he said that, uh, he said when he first started learning about confession, he, would, he, was, he said to the Lord, he said, Lord, how can I keep saying this? I feel like I'm lying. And he said, the Lord told him, he said, how could you ever be lying when you're saying what I say? When I say. Huh. How could you ever be lying when you're saying what I say? Yes. Call literally means in the, in the Hebrew to bring forth. I'm saying, come here. Greatest example that I ever heard. Is a person say, well, hey, look, you got your dog sitting up on the porch right here. We're going to call him. Give me a good dog name. I'm out of good dog name. Rocky. Good one. Thank you. We got Rocky sitting up here on the steps right here. I'm not, I'm, how stupid would I be to keep calling him? Rocky. <laughs> Come, Rocky. <laughs> he right there. I don't need to keep calling my dog and my dog right there. Yeah. 
But see, when I, when I, when I don't see Rocky, though. Rocky? Yeah. yeah. Thank y'all for the sound effect. <laughs> Rocky? And what, what happens after a while? I may have to hit it two or three times, but that chain, you see that? You hear that chain before you even see him. Yeah. That collar, that little thing on that collar. Yeah. And before you know it, he come around that cone. Yeah, yeah. Well, am I going to stop calling Rocky because I can't see him in the beginning? No. 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 I'm going to keep calling. Yeah. And sooner or later, Rocky going to hit that corner. Yeah. Come here, boy. <laughs> Is I love you, boy. That's the same way it is with the things that God promised. It may not be in your face right now, but do don't stop calling because we don't see it. Because even though Rocky wasn't in front of you, he was, he was existing. He was there all the time. He was on the planet. He just had to get his way over to you. Right? So the things that God promised you, the Bible says the promises of God are yes and amen. So they do exist. They may not be in the realm of the natural, but I have to, he told me that I'm to call. Because why? Because I am a spirit being living inside of a flesh body. So my spirit being connects to things that cannot be seen. I can speak to things that cannot be seen. The scripture says that deep call it unto deep. I can call to places that you cannot see. It's my spiritual right. It, God's given me the authority to be able to do it. So if I'm not feeling the best, my health is in problems, I can call for the healing that God promised me that goes along with my salvation. If my, if my, if my bank account is messed up and my finances is jacked up, I can call for the welfare that God promised me. Yes. See, we call welfare, we think welfare is a monthly check. No, it's a, it's a check from God on a regular basis. Welfare, this, this, this welfare that they rocking around here ain't the real welfare. Welfare that God got you. God's like, I got you built up what you need. What you need so you can be able to help somebody else. Right? They, they messed up the welfare work. But you have to make up your mind that you're going to trust God. Last thing I'm going to say in this is, is that Peter had a moment in his life that, that changed his life. And this is why we saw what Peter did going forward. Everything that he did was marked by this particular moment in his life. And all of us have to have this, this moment happen in our life in order for us to see real change. That time when, Peter, when Jesus came walking on that water and them boys were sitting in that boat, everybody was in that boat. The, the whole squad is in the boat and they see Jesus come walking by. And at first they said, it must be a ghost, right? Oftentimes when we see God or we hear something like even what I'm talking about right now, you may never heard it, just go to your church and they just keep telling you, don't stop acting like that so you won't go to hell. You ain't never heard this, whatever. But they had never seen Jesus like that. So they say, it must be a ghost. We, we're not used to seeing him like that. But it was Jesus. They just never saw him like that before. This same dude that we've been with every day, this dude walking on the water. Wow, got to be a ghost. No, it's, it's your man. You just never seen him do that. So he walks up to the boat, and Peter has a moment in the boat that we all have to have if we're ever going to see God do serious, miraculous things in our life. Peter sits in that boat, and I could just kind of imagine him taking in everything that's happening. Yeah. This is my man walking on the water. Everybody's thinking about what they're seeing. But Peter's response was different from anybody else's in that boat. Peter decided in that moment that I'm going to let go of everything 
in my past that's held me back from trusting in something that I don't understand. That's good. That's good. In that moment, he decided in an instant. Jesus, if it be you, let me walk out there too. Everybody has to have that water walking moment yeah. in their life if you're ever going to live a life trusting God. Yeah. There has to be a time to where you're in that boat and no matter what's going on around you and the responses of everybody else around you, well, you stand up and say, I'm going to trust God. Yeah. And I'm going to get out of this boat and I'm going to walk in a place to where it may, that may seem un unstable. Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm going to step out the boat. Yeah. Right. Right. PB, am I telling the truth? Everybody got to have that, what you call it, jump. They got to have that moment. Peter had a moment in his life that he decided that he was going to trust God. And that moment in his life radiated throughout the rest of his life. It set the tone for the rest of his life. Amen. We saw him do miraculous and great things and preach to people and thousands get saved. All because he had came to that moment to where he says, I'm going to trust, trust God in my Amen. life. Amen. And, and you know what? Not only did he decide to trust God. He had to defy the norm yeah. in many different ways. It was not normal for him to walk on the water, but nobody else in the boat was trying to walk on the water. Yeah. Yeah. I got to separate myself from everybody else and their normal thinking right. and their normal behaviors, their normal responses. I got to yeah. separate myself. Yeah. Everybody, if you're going to share, if you're going to see him, do it. You got to separate yourself. Got to get to a moment, I'm going to step out this boat. He didn't know what was waiting on him when he got out that boat. But that brother Focus wasn't on nothing else but Jesus. And it wasn't until he got out there a little ways close to Jesus, it started catching up to him. Whoa. And the Bible said he began to sink. But I want you to understand something too. Anytime that you step out of the boat by faith in Jesus, the Lord will always catch you when you start sinking. Anytime you step out of the boat, Trust in the Lord and you start to sink. The Lord's going to always catch you when you start sinking. He's not going to let you drown. He told the disciples, he said, let's go to the other side. And he, at his word, they took off in that boat and got caught in the middle of a storm. But he was not going to let them sink because they went out there at his word. Yep. Yeah, when you step out in faith, sometimes it's going it's to get you in a situation. Some people think that it must not have been God because I'm having a problem right now. Oh, no, off times. When you step out there at the word of God, you're going to have some problems. But that's why you got to know that God sent you out there. And if I know that God sent me out there, everything else he said about being out there is going to apply to my life. He told them, he said, my plan leads you to succeed. My plan leads to goodness. But if you follow your own plan, Jonah, I'm not going to be responsible for how that play out. Mm. If you listen to the crowd of people, you never experience walking on the water. Only one dude in the whole Bible walked on the water. And what did it take for him to pull that off, JV? It took him to make up his mind. That I'm, listen, everybody else might not be doing it, but for me, I'm going to believe I receive. I'm going to believe I receive. I'm finished this morning, y'all. I'm finished this morning. We're going to recap. So now we, we're not going to be listening to what everybody else is talking about. We're not, we ain't worried about what you're talking about. I understand that you may be where you are, but I'm where I am. 
Okay? You, you where you are, I'm where I am. I'm not going to be listening to what you're talking about. We're we going to have Bible faith. This ain't no Bible, but I use it primarily as my Bible. We're going to have Bible faith. Bible faith is trusting in what, he, what God said. Not believing that because it happened to somebody else, that it's going to happen to you. Bible faith is what God said. Right? Now, I, now I'm going to tell you how that can go. The Bible says that he no respect of persons. So if, God, if they trusted God and believed and they got it, then Bible faith is if God, if you made it happen for them, you can make it happen for me. Because you no respect the person. But Bible faith is based on the word of God. We're not just going to be believing stuff because we want to. I told you before, you can't be going around believing, trusting God or somebody else's wife, somebody else's husband. Because it goes against the scripture. Don't commit adultery. Don't be fornicating. They already married to somebody else. You ain't hearing God. Move along with that. Right, so we want to base our faith on what he said, and what did he what did he say about us? He said that we, a couple things he said is when you're weak, he's strong. So I always got strength, even when I'm at my weakest, I can say I'm strong because he told me to say, let the weak say yes. that I'm strong. He said that when 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 he took those stripes, that was for our healing. Healing goes along, and we're gonna talk. This one thing we're gonna get straight in this church, we got to deal with this healing thing in this church. We got to deal with that. We, have, we must pursue and establish what is written in that word as it pertains to healing in this church. Because he, he wrote it down and it, it seems like everybody else is trying to give him a pass. He don't want no pass. He wants you to understand how it works. We're going to get this straight. If anybody's going to be healed, they're going to come to 507. Come in here in 507. We get you right. Or, or, or catch the catch the feed. We're gonna we're gonna tell you what the books say. Not because we're special, but we gonna we. Be, I believe there's an anointing coming in this season, this hour, to hear clearly what he said about healing, and we're gonna see folks walk in health, because that's what he intended. Amen. Thank you. That's what he intended. Glory be to God. Well, if for those of you all that are watching by uh, Facebook or YouTube or whatever outlet this video may wind up, or Listening to them through the pod beam. Uh, we're going to receive our offering right now. Uh, if you're not in the building, if, so if I can get the offering takers to come and help me out. If you're not in the building, you can text, send a text message to the number 77977. Uh, and you're going to text, put the word or the word cross with a CC at the end of it. So cross CC all together. And you send that text to the number 77977. It'll send you back a link. And, uh, take you to our place uh, online where you can give, all right? So uh, send it to the number 77977, the letters cross CC. Uh, I don't know if they got it on the, on the screen, but send that, uh, text it out and it'll send you back a link uh, to do that. And I'm gonna go ahead and dismiss y'all now uh, and I'm gonna get ready to dismiss over here. Lord, I thank you right now for everybody watching us uh, online and I thank you God for your word today and I thank you Lord for giving me just an attitude, a bad attitude towards compromise, a bad attitude toward not trusting and believing you. I pray that I keep this bad attitude. And anytime I get in an environment where people don't trust you or people speak against what you said, then let the bad attitude just come out in a holy way. I just thank you and I praise you and give you all the glory in Jesus' name. God bless everybody watching. We're going to see y'all on Wednesday night. We got the class start back up Wednesday night. We'll see y'all later. Bye. All right. So everybody else, go ahead and get your Offering prepared.